is hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. And I'm joined on this very special Christmas episode by the one and only girl. Santa Claus! (laughs) Yes, girlfriend of the show, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. You're crazy. Uh, everybody, welcome Justina. Hey guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's me. It's Justina. I'm the girlfriend of the show. And I'm so happy to be here, literally. You're, you're going to hate the way you sound. Oh no. <laughs> really? Does that mean you hate the way I sound? No, but you're doing the voice that you when when you hear it you always say i don't like that it's called character acting i'm just telling you all right i am just saying Mm -hmm. okay well uh yeah just a christmas episode ladies and gentlemen we're gonna just chat about uh various topics and uh you know just a special on christmas day episode mm-hmm. i doubt too many people are going to listen to it on christmas day right but there's always like 30 minutes where you're not doing anything mm-hmm. and you wish you had something to do and now you have a podcast to right. listen to you know presents have been opened food has been eaten the bulk of christmas is over for you <laughs> and you're just like well, it's just time to get away from my family and drink. What am I going to do? Well, that's... I like to sit alone and drink and listen to podcasts. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to give people that option. That's mm-hmm. what, what I feel like. Um, but we are going to talk about some comedy topics and some us specific comedy topics. But there is a, like a, a top news item from the last couple of weeks. That has, uh, I don't, it's not rocked the comedy community, but it is a big topic. And it's that UCB has um, decided that they're going to eliminate some certain roles with with the, the company because of what has been described by the New York Times as financial struggles. And so they, are, uh, they announced layoffs. And these layoffs will affect uh, what I, I understand it to be digital and um, sales as well. Yeah, and that have affected. I think these already took place. Yes, yes. They announced it, uh, uh, let's see, it looks like um, like the 9th of mm-hmm. December, something like that. So uh, it, it's recent news, and I only bring it up just because, you know, iOS closed within the last year and uh, or year and a half and you know it I don't think UCB's about to close but if they're having financial struggles and saying we've got to take a step back um it's just something that scares me cuz I would hate it I think I feel like the way I talk about ECB sometimes, especially recently, has maybe given people the impression that I don't like UCB and that's not 
how I feel at all. I love UCB. There's so many people who've come through there who uh, are my favorites in comedy or so among yeah. my favorites in comedy. And um, we've seen a lot of shows there. We have friends who are there, friends who have gone through the, the curriculum there, the school there. Uh, so I, I really respect and appreciate what has come out of UCB and uh, what they're doing on stage. And I think it would be a massive blow mm-hmm. if they had to close. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that because I think they need to be out yeah. there. Um, I think it's it's interesting. To me, it like drives home the point that I know that people disagree with me on. Mm-hmm. But kind of that you can't make improv a full-time business uh and i mean they still do and there are the other theaters in the in the um in town Mm -hmm. and across the world that do make it a a full-time business and that's fine Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like you know improv it's that one thing you don't get paid for you Mm -hmm. know and i think it's very hard to make a business out of it and yeah been very successful in many ways and i think they're you know, you can only ride that train for so long. Right. I mean, that kind of success in improv, I mean, but mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even with these layoffs are still hugely successful and the most, yeah, well, and the most recognizable names. Right. Oh, sure. And I think one of the things that's, uh, hopefully the case is that they just caught this early and that they will be fine. But, um, cause sometimes you can't easily do too much. You think about the model, you know, television or, you know, radio in it's early heyday, um, they were doing the same thing that UCB or any improv theater is doing, which is putting talent on stage or on camera or on mic. And the way you make money is with sales, you know? So if you, right. <laughs> with, this, with marketing other people's stuff, basically, mm-hmm. and they give you money to do that. But it's hard to do that with improv. Yeah, I've never actually seen it happen. The only thing they're marketing that I've seen is other <clears throat> of the shows. of their own thing. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So that's the main flaw, so to speak, for yeah. lack of a better term, with uh, running an improv theater is yeah. that you can't like radio Even or like television. Theater, they hand out a little pamphlet that mm-hmm. has like all these local businesses in it, right? That are paid to be in that pamphlet, so. which I don't see at any improv theater. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, it's tricky, I'm, and people think like that keeps it pure. I think you know, like there's no advertising. In it keeps it. the lights on too. Yeah, you know. I mean, I work in advertising, so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, and you know, and I I do understand that one thing that radio and you know, an element that radio and television don't have is that they don't have classes and they're not selling booze. But, um, you know, it, it's if you have outside people giving you money and you don't have to do anything but mention them, uh, then uh, it's I don't know, there's a ton of money in that. Uh, it's and podcasting is doing it in a huge way I now. Think you and I should open an improv theater seriously. No, I'm serious, like one day and mm-hmm. like. You know, have a school and all that good stuff. But then, but like, ha- don't actually teach classes. Like, just advertise stuff <laughs> in the classes. You know, like, it's just, like, one big, long commercial. <laughs> Act it out. And the shows, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a pamphlet. And then you sit and watch commercials. I- Act it out. <laughs> but I think that's... Um, that do. would be interesting. Teach people how to act out commercials. And then that's what the school is. Mm-hmm. And then we just... Uh, and they have to pay, but we're also getting sponsored, of course, by the, you know. Of course. Camp, the they pay for the class, yeah. but then, like, craft uh, singles yeah. is also Absolutely. paying us. Yeah. And then the class show is just one long commercial. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
um, you know, it's foolproof. It's uh, no, I so that's all the the thing about UCB. I I think it's I don't know. I have a I have a hope that it's gonna be fine, and I have I don't know. I feel like it is gonna be fine. They'll be fine. Too many it, people love them. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, here's uh, the second topic that I wanted to go over. Good ways to get friends to come to shows. Now, listen, if we're going to do this theater in the future, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a bunch of commercials, right? How are we going to? How do we get out? people? Well, I no, but for real, how do you he, get people to come I to shows? When I was, um, I thought I thought about this a lot. Like basically, when we were students here mm-hmm. in, in New York. Mm-hmm. I never invited anyone ever to our student showcases, and you always did. And I was like, "Well, that's, well, that's really because nice you, you knew I was going to, and so you didn't have to." No, no, really, it's <laughs> not. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna want these people to come out. I don't want oh, yeah. them to burn out on my student showcases. Like, I want them to come when I'm on a main stage show or when I have a show like that they might have to pay for, and I wanted to like guarantee like close to guarantee that it's going to be a great show not because of me but just because it's like a real show mm-hmm. you know on a main stage theater in new york you know well, like main stage just like the magnet or the pit or whatever right, you know right. what I mean? um and and i, I noticed i have noticed a, a, a drop off between those class shows and uh the like i'm i'm on the stage show now yeah <laughs> and and i i'm not getting people to come out to that I invite well, people. You but do invite? Okay, I was going to ask. Like Maybe, I mean, it's a little different because now it's every week, and so I can't invite them every week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And, um, but, you know, so I don't know that I've invited people more than I did, but I certainly haven't invited them less than I did when we were in classes. I don't know, because, like, every class show you would invite someone, right? Do you invite someone every week? Mm-mm. So it's not as much as when you did. That's what I'm classes. saying. Yeah. It's not, well, no, 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 no. If I if it was a class show, it was once every two months I was inviting people. But it was every show. Correct, but I just mean in a two month period, I probably still invite people once. Yeah, well, I'm sure that it has to do now with the fact that people know that you perform every week and they're like, "Oh, I'll catch them." That but is you, a thing to fight. But when against, you yeah. um, had your first Megawatch show, it was like the Jason Farr reunion. Like, there was a college friend, your family was there, I was there, your childhood friend was there. Yeah, that's true. It was, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. The college friend was totally random. But, like, he came out. <laughs> no, no, out. that was awesome. Like, was that was York Matt Saunders. I, just, I, I will say Matt Saunders, an old uh, brother from college. Uh, very nice of him to come out. You had a brother in college? <laughs> Fraternity brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I very much appreciate his coming out. But, yeah, no, it's... I just realized some of it, too, is, you know, everyone says when you move to a city, is get in. It, Seth Meyers told us, get to a theater. You're going to need people around. Build uh, some friends in, uh, <laughs> in, in the community. So now that we have done that over all this time in the classes, all those other people now that we would invite are just other people in the community who have their own shows. And if you notice, those are the people who are less likely to come out. Right. Because they're busy. I mean, like, they're busy. Also, I feel like there's two types of people that I see at the magnet shows. The people who go to every single magnet show ever. And then the people who, like, just drift in and out. Like, Mm -hmm. they're there for their shows. (laughs) 
peace out. And that's true at every single theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying my only experience is really with the magnet, you know, so. Yeah, you were in in two other theaters. Oh, in New York, you Mm -hmm. mean. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. But I just mean, uh, I wasn't uh, negating you. I was just meaning it's so... (laughs) Why are you fighting with me right now? <laughs> Justine. Um, let's bring Santa back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's... I, so now I'm wondering, like, I shouldn't keep just inviting other improvisers and other performers yes. to shows because yeah. they are busy. They can't... I want to go to shows and I can't go to them all. I get invited to all these shows and I'm like... Uh, interested, <laughs> you know, like on Facebook. Yeah, I click interested because in in theory I am. I just have no like, idea also, if I can commit. As far as like being an improviser, going to other improvisers shows, like my gosh, you got to do other stuff besides improv if you're going to be sure. any good at improv. Or just uh, you know? live an interesting life. Yeah. Like it's as interesting as it is to perform and see shows in New York. Yeah. Um, and it definitely is, but. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to live another life mm-hmm. um, outside of the theater. That's why uh, going back to. And if you're on two teams, mm-hmm. that means four nights a week oh, ish yeah. are dedicated to comedy already. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because like two shows, two practices. Assuming there's a a show every week, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, um, I mean, we know people who are on multiple teams. Two, like if you think about it. Like we, our friend Robin, who's, this is like her fifth time being mentioned on the podcast, um, <laughs> much to another friend of ours, chagrin, and that person will not be named <laughs> because that's what they desperately want. <laughs> this is uh, one person this is going to track with, and I'm glad. Uh, but what I was going to say was our friend Robin is on two teams. One is a sketch team and the other is a... a, a improv team they're both house teams so the sketch team i guess is once a month but it's the performance is once a month yeah. right but the rehearsals are every week mm-hmm. and then there are rehearsals every week for her megawatt team and then also a show every week mm-hmm. so that's at least three nights a week and then if it's show week for sketch and maybe it's four night mm-hmm. you know like that's 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 a bunch that's a bunch uh and then we know people who are also on uh, four teams. Like, can you imagine? No. No, thanks. I can't. I don't want to do any one thing that much. We know someone who had three house teams that performed weekly, and then a fourth team that they were on uh, that did not perform weekly. And um, that's insane. <laughs> the amount of the the amount of time yeah but you get really good at what you're doing I oh guess, yeah yeah you know, yeah because you're doing it so much it's definitely not something i would say no to because there were times in greenville where it was like this is nuts i'm gonna be doing comedy six nights a week but hey that's also pretty awesome <laughs> yeah you know like that's that's gonna be good for uh for me in the long run and it was and i loved it and i look back on on those days fondly well uh let's move on 
Oh, no, but what? Uh, just to wrap this up, how to invite friends to shows, I was wondering, instead of just doing the Facebook invite. Yeah, I feel like the Facebook invite is like, you might as well not invite It's dead. Them. It's just dead. I would say a text message, as long as you don't get too clingy about it. Right. And I would say, like, if it's a person you see, like, say it to their face, you know? Yeah. And just be like, hey, I just want you to know that this is happening. It'd be great if you could come. Mm-hmm. I understand if you're busy. But I and just if wanted you're, to tell you about it, you know? Yeah. And if you're worried about blowing up somebody's phone with just saying, like, hey, come to my show, because that can be bad. Um, this is what I would do, because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. I would say, who are all the people? I would identify all the people that I could invite that I would invite yeah. fairly regularly. I'd just put them on a spreadsheet and be like, did I invite? Like, when was check it off for the week or, oh, or month. Oh, wow, that's involved, baby. It is involved, but I wouldn't want to, like, text... For one, I wouldn't want to text 25 people Also, yeah, yeah. And then also, like, I don't want to text the same... I don't want to text any one person for every single show. Yeah, So I I'd want to spread it out. So then it's like, okay, I haven't sent a text to this person in a month or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it won't be too much for me to, to message them now. Speak- that's a lot to take. Speaking you, of text work. messages really super fast before we move on to the next topic. Um, like if I'm on a group text and it's like eight plus come to my show. I'm just like, I'm ignoring this. Like you mm-hmm. are just like trying a to get text. bodies. You know, you don't care if I'm there. <laughs> At not. least just, just get- copy and yeah, paste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then also I was going to say like if I do get an individual text, but it looks like it was copied and pasted, like. Hey, friend, hope your oh. summer's going great. <laughs> you know, I have this show. I'm just like, yeah, this was a copy-paste. Yeah. So, like, if you are going to text, make it sound like you wrote that text to me. Oh, for sure. otherwise I'll feel kind of like... Even when I do copy-paste. That's, copy that's happened to me before. That's happened to me. I feel like I've, I got text message and I was like, oh, wow, they want me to come to their show. They want me to come to their show. And I show up and I'm like, they don't even talk to me after the show. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, gross, you know? Yeah, I ha- even when I copy and paste, um, I end up rewriting stuff. Yeah. Um, just just to make it personal to them. Yeah. Um, and then it's to the point where it's like, I should have just written a new text. Um, the other thing I was thinking, and this is another thing that's involved, in, but less insane than the uh, spreadsheet idea, uh, is to do something fun on social media instead of just the basic post on Facebook or the invite on Facebook to actually do like a, like a fun Instagram live where it's like uh, content that you're creating. So you're like, you're writing a funny bit. You're coming up with a funny bit. That's good for you to do. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, it's this is basically an idea that I had Early days of No Expectations comedy uh, back home with, uh, uh, I was talking to Charlie Gray, a good friend of ours up up here who moved up here from South Carolina, and uh, was one of the co-founders of No Expectations, and for people who don't know, um, that's an open mic that I helped run with Charlie Gray and three other people, and one of those other people, Michael Robinette, was also in on this conversation, and I was saying it would be kind of fun if we did... Uh, with whoever is going to host and then one of us who produce it uh, a little like 15 second video of hey i'm the host next week of the open mic come on out and then like we do a little banter sort of thing exactly like what snl promos are it's 15 seconds long and it's just like a quick like hey i'm hosting come out silly joke and you can do that every week with your uh 
Instagram Live yeah. or, or something to say like, hey, I've got a show this Wednesday at such and such. Silly joke. Yeah. And then and that would, I think, not annoy people. I think it would get their attention and you would get information out. I think you would have I think that can also generate interest uh, in you. Right. I think that would be all around the best idea. Take work. But I mean, you move to New York to do comedy. You're going to have to do some work. <laughs> you have to work a little harder. Uh, so here's the next topic. It's just an end-of-the-year roundup, uh, so to speak. I don't want to go over each episode <laughs> of the last year. But um, I figure we could go over episode uh, like just moments from 2018 that we thought were kind of fun. Were nice. Uh, again, it uh, doesn't have to be... Um, every episode, but just like any sort of thing that jumped out at you. Um, I had uh, a few college friends on, and I can't believe the people we had on this year. For one, <laughs> there's some people I'm like, that was this year? I thought it was last year. But uh, it was really great to have like my college friends, Paul Vicnair and Jim Hendricks on, and that was early in the year. And then I had um, Suli, Suli Bag from the magnet theater who's on one of my favorite teams there and uh the thing that jumps out at me about having Sulion is that that was a time where i didn't know him as well uh a year almost a year ago we were pretty early in our time here and so we hadn't really gotten to know a whole lot of people very well um and uh and this was when i was like oh my gosh Suli's so cool uh, and, um, uh, I felt like an upperclassman. I've said this before and it's now I just, I still think he's cool, but now I feel more like I'm on par, not talent wise, but just, you it, don't have to downplay yourself to say something nice about somebody else. Oh, that's true. I'm just trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but thank you. I'm not trying to downplay myself. Uh, I do appreciate you pointing that out. But all I mean is I don't feel like I'm on the JV team like I did in January when I had him on. I feel like I'm on varsity with him. And okay. I and that's cool to like experience, like look back over this and be like, oh, wow. Uh, Keisha Zoller, that was an episode I really uh, appreciated um, because uh, I just really liked her insight. And the thing that I've, and I've said this before in the podcast, one of the things I really took from that was her saying, uh, respect my humanity. And I've been using that ever since she said it. It's like, just respect my humanity. Um, But uh, just to go over a couple of big ones for me, Lindsay Catt. Charlie Nicholson, Nick Canellis, and um, oh, so many good ones. Uh, and I, I will also say Peter, uh, but Joe, as everyone knows, uh, <laughs> how thrilled I was to have her on. Uh, those are high points. And uh, the meditation episode was a high point. And, uh, and then, like, the people who came here, like Dan Wilbur or, like, Davy Gardner, our, our good buddy Davey, um, those were all like really special for me. But I, I do have to say, like earlier in the year, like just seeing that that change in me is, uh, is maybe the high point. Yeah, sweet. What about you? Do you have any particular 
moments. Well, I was just going to say Jessica's because I felt like mm-hmm. she gave real life advice that I could use, you know, across anything. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of mm-hmm. the people you have on are comedy yeah. related. And this is a comedy podcast, so that makes sense. <laughs> but um, I liked hers because I can, I can apply meditation and mindfulness to everything, not just comedy. Um and yeah yeah baby i like them all uh and the one with amy silverman is also like that as well which i know you haven't had a chance to listen to yet yeah but that was another one like that and um i really enjoyed that chat i'm really excited about the ones coming up in the new year as well stay tuned Mm -hmm. um all right next topic see how quickly we went through that i didn't want to go through episode by episode <laughs> so uh favorite gifts of the year so this is like you know people saying <laughs> what i'm thankful for at thanksgiving uh you but, mean like a gift like a gif <laughs> no oh, okay because i was like i have some but <laughs> you mean like a gift right okay uh i said it like a southerner gifts um but gifts kipitis is uh, the old pronunciation. Mm-hmm. That's the old... Uh, old English. Um, yeah. But it even goes further back than that. Mm-hmm. Back in uh, the uh, the biblical Sumerian. times. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I almost spilled uh, my wine. <laughs> yes, and there is wine. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so gifts. Uh, and I guess maybe that's... <laughs> this being such a like podcast-heavy... I mean, uh, improv-heavy podcast. Um, talking about gifts. And, and improv mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave you a gift except the gift so i'm thinking like what are the gifts the comedy related gifts, comedy related gifts. um of the year and um i mean there's the obvious like magnet uh, and all the stuff that we've gained through that but let's see i'm trying to think of something that's not so cliche as to say like like magnet do you mean like adam sandler special which was so nice to watch. You know what? That would be fine. Yeah, that could be... Yeah. And and for me, that was... I I grew up on Adam Sandler, so I I have a very uh, soft spot in my heart for him. Um, But, you know, I didn't know what to expect of that. And it was surprisingly sincere and very enjoyable. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, that was something uh, uh, I would say as a comedy gift. Um... What was something that you experienced this year that you would, looking back, you can say, wow, that was special and that was a nice gift to have received? Comedy related. Well, Boyf happened this year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that it all happened this year. I can't believe it. It feels like it's been years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like our first ever show felt so nice. Mm -hmm. And um, just all the shows we've had since then and bonding with all of them. Yeah. For and people who don't know, Boyf is the indie team, that improv mm-hmm. indie team. And for those who don't know what that means, <laughs> because there are people who uh, listen to us who don't know, um, an indie team means that it's independent of any theater, uh, just in the sense that it's not what is considered a house team. A house team is a team that the theater puts on specifically. They cast that team. Um, but an indie team, uh, they made themselves. And uh, we all met at Magnet, so that's our connection to Magnet. But we are uh, we, we all fell in love with each other. And um, I can't believe it's been 
not even a full year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so that was one of my comedy gifts. And then also doing TPW was a comedy gift. Oh, yeah. Doing that for so long. Um, yeah, also- TPW, for those who don't know, it's the last level. We took in a magnet, and it's like two months of shows mm-hmm. at the theater. Big gift. Team performance workshop. Yeah. Um, and then I also had the gift of like experiencing like a team that I didn't enjoy being a part of. And it made me think, like, you can say no. <laughs> you can just say no. <laughs> um, because just because I like comedy doesn't mean I have to do every little thing, especially mm. if it's not enjoyable, because that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. That's a good gift. That's a good th- uh, Learning to say no to things is a pretty necessary um, tool in your tool belt. To You know, like a lot of people say they over agree to things mm-hmm. and then they spread themselves thin and then they they can't get it all done or they do but it's at their own personal detriment and uh, sometimes you just have to say no and it doesn't mean you don't care about the person or care about what you're trying to do it just means there's there's no time for mm-hmm. you to do it what were your comedy gifts well boyf definitely won um i mean and i said magnet but i i just i feel like i don't know it's say it again <laughs> I mean, one more time. (laughs) I mean, but like TBW was a big deal, and then getting on a team obviously was as well. Um, I think, uh, I think that feeling that I already mentioned of just how how where I've come by the end of this year, where I don't feel like I'm this little newbie. uh, That. That growth, and then uh, when our friend from back home, Larry, came up, and he was like, "You're on a magnet house team. Like, that's a that's a pretty big effing deal." You know, I was like, oh, "That's nice of an old friend to say that." Um, and uh, another thing, and this is the last one I'll mention, and it is, uh, I guess, magnet related. But I was I had a couple of shows that week, but they were like uh, class shows. And um, Clay mentioning uh, was one of my best friends. We talked just about every day. Um, he's a huge comedy fan, big comedy nerd, really. Uh, honestly, is probably as big of a comedy nerd as I am, but he doesn't perform comedy. And he lives in South Carolina. And he said, uh, it's like, dude, that's awesome. You're going to be performing comedy in New York. And I was like, yeah, it's just a class show, though. And he was like, is more comedy than I'm ever going to perform in New York, you know, like, and I love comedy. And I think taking a minute and being present with that and sitting with that and saying, you know what, that, that is something special. Like I don't need to downplay it. Like it's no big deal. Um, so that stuff like that is a big gift where it is like, I'm enjoying this time. I was talking to, um, Andy Ryder recently and, um, we were just having a conversation. I'm just like, you know, doing what we're doing, like, that is something. Like, we don't have to be, like, famous or anything. We don't have to, like, yeah. be on SNL or whatever uh, to feel like we've had some successes. Yeah. Because uh, he moved to, to Los Angeles and, and um, you know, it just can, it can get easy to see where you're not. Well, also, you got to take care of your heart. And if you don't do these things, then you might age... And feel bad about it later for yeah. not having done these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that, mm-hmm. too. 
Last topic. Hopes, comedy hopes for the new year. Mm. I'd like to write a show with you. I think that'd be fun. And I know we've talked about it for literally years, but I think we just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's holding us back? I do have ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to do more improv. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to do more stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to set, I think, like, actual goals. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, that book that we were reading about how you have to be specific with your goals because how can the universe help you if you're not specific? Oh, this is... uh... Yeah, if you're like, I need money, you know, you could, like, Mm -hmm. get, like, $5 because you weren't specific. So, like... It's interesting that you say that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And the book you're talking about is uh, I Am a Badass. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Being specific is a thing. And and also an episode that's coming up um, with Lisa Kleinman... Uh, thought she was great. She actually said something along those lines um, uh, of just like you have to tell people <laughs> what it is you want. Um, very right. practical. Uh, 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 that's all I'll say about it because you'll hear the episode later. Um, yeah, it'd be great if we did something together. And um, did you have any others? No. How about you? Uh, the comedy books that I have, I want to finish them. Um, I was reading Joe Toplin's book and then I was just like in a weird, very weird headspace about writing and just where I was going. And uh, now that a lot of things are, are more firmly on on ground, I feel like I can uh, absorb that book better. Yeah. So I want to read that. That's something I want to do in the new year. Um, Will Hines book, which I haven't love that book. I think I read the like the introduction or something yeah. just to see get a, a sense How of it. How to be the greatest improviser on earth. Right, so right. And good. it seems like it's going to be a great book. Uh, so I want to get to that. I was purposely not trying to start it. I was just like, let me just see what this is about. Uh, sounds great. And um, I want to write more. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to go. You know, like um, I feel like I don't have to be in my head anymore. And so... Now it's just time to like enjoy everything mm-hmm. and um, imagine where like, can you imagine like a year from now where we could be, you know, like look at all the stuff that's happened in the last yeah. year. Uh, so the next year can really have some awesome, awesome stuff in store for, I think it definitely will. I don't see how it could not because we are surrounded by amazing people and talented people in New York City, uh, where um, uh, you know dreams are made, uh, we're in Gowanus, where you can manufacture your dreams. Mm-hmm, that's right. And <laughs> it's actually a slogan for Gowanus in Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot in store for us over the next year. So I'm excited about it. And that's it for the podcast episode today. Woo! <laughs> um, I, it's too bad Santa had to go so quickly. He was here. He was here, and then he was he, he dropped off gifts. Justina and I are now going to... Gifts uh, like moving pictures? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, like actual... Like what Santa brings. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> gifts. Yes, yes. Okay. Um Yes. Uh, and uh, so we're going to open gifts, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for, for hanging out. If you have some comedy goals, share them with us on 
our social media at There It Is Pod on which is on Facebook and Twitter. Be specific. Mm-hmm. And also you can just hit us up on the website, there it is pod.com. It's in the song. It's in the awesome theme song. Well, folks, that's it for this year. It's crazy. I hope you have a great rest of your year and a great 2019. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. 